Hello, this is Ron Clark from the Agape Church of Christ in Portland, Oregon, and you are listening to the God of Second Chances podcast. Welcome to the God of Second Chances. This is Ron Clark from the Agape Church of Christ. We're continuing in the book of Exodus, and we're going to talk today about the Ten Commandments. Although it's not the Ten Commandments, the Hebrew word is not mitzvot, right? You know uh, bar mitzvah, bet mitzvah, yeah, that's son of a commandment, daughter of a commandment, right? It's a celebration when a person turns 13 and they become an adult. Uh, and so mitzvot is commandment, but this is not the mitzvot, this is the devarim. It's a word that means words or things or concepts or ideas or affairs, and, and affairs practical things. So we're going to look today, not at the Ten Commandments, but the Ten Things, the Ten Concepts that God gave Israel while they were struggling to become a nation. So turn in your Bibles to Exodus 20, and we'll continue to look at the God of Second Chances. I've often wondered why people worry so much about laws, stipulations, rules, regulations in the Hebrew Bible. We live our lives with many laws. We, we, we can't even take out a contract for a cell phone or a smartphone without signing pages of rules and regulations. No matter where you live, no matter what part of the world you live in, when you buy something, when you pay for something, when you charge something, when you offer your name as credit, you have to sign something that has stipulations and rules and regulations. The only people that have a problem with it are the ones who are out to break the rules. The funny thing about the ten, not commandments, but the ten ideas or the ten things as they were a guideline to the nation of Israel. This is who we are. Who are we? We're people who God freed from oppression and God let us out. And God asks us to serve. Don't believe in the fake, fake gods that have no power. Believe in me. Be faithful to me. I'm faithful to you. And celebrate. Rest. Enjoy your relationship. And while you're at it, treat other people with respect too. Don't take advantage of them. Don't oppress them. You didn't like it, so don't do it to them. I love one of the verses that we read later on is, if you oppress the alien, which would be uh, the stranger, the foreigner, which would be the, an Egyptian, you know, that went with them out of faith. If you oppress them, I'm going to hear them, and I'm going to punish you. Oh, that sounds terrible. Does it really? The same God who confronts oppressors would confront me if I became an oppressor. Why do I think that's bad? Unless, and I think this might be a thought, we are trying to get ahead of God. We are trying to use the name of God in vain. Manipulate. Take that name, take that power and try to manipulate it for our own benefit. 
And that's not really what it means to follow God, is it? That's not really what it means to go into the wilderness. God calls the people into the wilderness and offers them less rules, less, less regulations, less oppression than they were living with in Egypt. And it's like a big camping trip. Let's go to the park, let's pitch our tent, let's pull up our mobile home, let's all sit down, let's have a blast. We don't have a job, we don't have to work, we just take care around the campsite and follow the rules. Enjoy it, make sure other people can enjoy camping as well, and just hang out. Man, that must have been really, really exciting to just hang out in the wilderness and meet God. That's really the wandering. Now we're going to talk more about the things that people do and they make mistakes and they really blow it and they do some crazy things but at it, the very heart of God is shown in this wilderness wandering. God said I just want you to come out meet me get to know me and let's just hang out and take care of each other. If people think Woodstock was a great gathering this must have been you know, the holy Woodstock, the time when people came together and it was about peace and it was about love and it was about getting to know God. See, that's the kind of God that we have a relationship with. Jesus liked to take his disciples into the wilderness. He fed people in the wilderness. He brought people into the wilderness. He took them to a place where it was quiet because he wanted to spend time with them. That's the idea of the ten words, the ten ideas. It's a time for us to find our identity. God is not wanting to put rules and regulations on us, to oppress us, to keep us from enjoying things. God wants us to enjoy life. God wants us to enjoy our relationship. God wants us to enjoy our time with people. That's the whole point of having a relationship with God, is that we might be faithful and understand what it's like to be loved by God. I'm Ron Clark with the Agape Church of Christ in Portland, Oregon. And I hope that if you're a person who's experienced stress and are afraid, you know, God won't do this or God won't like this, or maybe you're struggling with shame and guilt, maybe you need to go into the wilderness to meet God. Not, not a literal wilderness, but a time of peace and quiet where you can go and sit down with God. And understand that God wants to free you. God wants to bring you out. And God wants you to hang out. And get to know the one who created you and who loves you. But this relationship is not meant to be rules and regulations and stress and hard work and exhaustion. We are to rest and enjoy this time with God. And we are to make sure other people can rest. And that's important for those of us in ministry. Our job as ministers and as leaders in, in our congregations is not to give more work to our folks, but it's to give them the opportunity to find rest and peace and to live in harmony with others. That's what it means to follow the ten devarim, the ten things, the ten ideas, the ten words. Go in peace, love God, serve others, and enjoy your relationship with the God of Second Chances.
Welcome back. This is Ron Clark in Portland, Oregon. I'm glad that you've been with us. We've been doing a series through the what we call the Torah. Uh, we've looked at some of the earlier writings in Genesis or Barashit, and now we're looking at uh, Exodus, also known as uh, These Are the Generations, Shemayot, uh, the idea that the generations of Israel that come out and become a nation. And one of the beautiful concepts here in the book of Exodus is that the people who are slaves become a nation. They become a people. And God meets them and greets them and brings them out into the wilderness and they develop a relationship with their God, Yahweh. But they struggle, as we've seen. They, as you, they wander in the wilderness. They want to go back home. And most people who've been raised in slavery and oppressed and told what to do and what to think and given uh, you know, a, an amount of food and kind of locked in a prison, uh, they feel more comfortable in that environment because it's, it's stable, it's predictable, and it, you know how to survive. But now they're going into the wilderness and meeting this powerful, mystical God, Yahweh, who protected them, did all of this powerful stuff, and now wants to meet them in a, on a camping trip. And that had to be pretty scary to go from a city to a campground, to live for years in the campground. And I, I think about the times that I go to campgrounds. Uh, they post rules and regulations, and that makes sense to us. We, you know, you go in there, you don't want to go and sleep with your neighbor's wife in the other tent. I mean, you know, that, that makes sense. You don't want to steal their food. You don't want to, you know, decide, I like your camper and yours is better than mine. So you go in and you, you, uh, you murder them because you want, I mean, that, that doesn't make sense to any of us. We, we stay in our own campgrounds. We stay in our invisible lines. We eat our own food. We try to be quiet at night so people can sleep. We understand living in a campground that you've got to have rules and regulations. Imagine being on a massive camping trip for thousands of people who've left the city and they're staying in tents and they're wandering and they don't have full-time jobs. They just kind of hang out and have a party with God. And obviously, you you got some rules. You need some rules. Rules and regulations aren't necessarily that bad, are they? They're stabilizing forces for any kind of a community. The people of Israel, as they're out wandering and struggling to find who they are and to live faithfully for God, get a chance to meet God. And God meets them on Mount Sinai in Exodus 11, or Exodus 19, excuse me. Now, the interesting thing about the word Sinai is very similar to the word we found in Exodus to where Moses saw the burning bush, the Sinai. Moses saw the burning bush. It was on fire. It scared him. He hid his face from this bush. But at Sinai, there's smoke, there's fire, there's, there's loud noises. And what do the people do? The same thing Moses did. They hide their face. Interesting thing is between the burning bush to Mount Sinai, Moses is not afraid to look God in the face. That shows you the journey this man had with his God. It was a model for all people to look face to face to God. Now, as God calls him to the mountain, God tells Moses that there are ten devarim. Not ten commandments, but ten things. Or these are the, 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 the things that I need from you. 
And if you think about it, they're not so much commandments as they are um, concepts or words, identity markers. This is who we are as a people. Who are we? Well, first of all, I brought you out of Egypt. I'm the God who brought you out of Egypt. Therefore, since I brought you out of Egypt, I want you to be faithful to me. I don't want you to have another God. You don't need another God. They're not real. You just got me. You know, one spouse. You don't need to make a statue or an idol. I don't live in a statue. I'm not, you know, anything that you can see. So you don't need to carve anything out and worship it like other people do. And you don't want to misuse my name. You don't use my name to curse people. Try to manipulate my name. In the ancient world, knowing the name of a god was important because you were able to manipulate that god to get them to, to take care of you. That's the whole idea of magic in the ancient world. God says, you don't need to do that. I mean, you, we have a relationship. I just need you to be faithful to me and don't worship other gods. Don't create other gods. Don't have affairs on me. Seems pretty fair, doesn't it? Seems like a healthy relationship. You know, my, my wife Lori and I have been faithful to each other as long as we've been married and even before and it's not that hard I mean it's understandable I would never do that to her she would never do that to me God wants the same kind of relationship God is faithful to me God says I just want you to be faithful uh, to me as well so the first three are simply ideas if you love God be faithful to him be faithful to your God then there's a fourth one, uh, the idea of the Sabbath. Uh, Sabbath is Saturday. It's the seventh day. Sunday's not the Sabbath. It's the first day of the week, the day Jesus rose. Sabbath is Saturday. And uh, people in uh, people that speak Spanish got it right. They call it sabados. I mean, they got it righter than we, <laughs> than many of us who speak English do. But Saturday is the Sabbath. God says you need to rest. You don't need to be like you were in Egypt. In Egypt, you were slaves. They worked you every day. They worked you on holidays. You were slaves. They beat you. They mistreated you. You don't need to do that. I'm not going to expect that out of you. I took a, I took a day off. You take a day off. And I want you to make sure that your slaves and your servants and your family gets a day off as well. It's very simple. You love God. You love people. How do you do that? The bridge is Sabbath. You relax with people. You care about people. You make sure people are taken care of. So the first three are simply be faithful to God. The fourth one, hey, you know, celebrate with me and let people celebrate with me. And then the remaining six, honor your father and mother. Do not murder. Some versions say kill. It's the word murder. Uh, that's why there's not a contradiction when they go to war. Uh, I understand that's an issue. We'll struggle with that later on. I promise you uh, we'll deal with uh, the violent killing and the slaughter of innocent children. We'll talk about that. That is difficult. It's okay to wrestle with that as people of God. God is who God is, and we have to decide whether we're going to follow God or not. But the idea here is murder. You don't murder the people you hang out with, that you live with. As long as they're following the rules and they're not hurting other people, you live in harmony with them. You don't steal. You don't sleep around with somebody else's spouse. You don't lie, give false testimony, falsely accuse your neighbor. You don't steal their stuff. You don't want to take their stuff. And I mean, imagine being in the campground and the rules are you follow the rules. You do what the campground says. You make sure you take care of the campground. Enjoy yourself. Relax. Relax. 
have fun, you know, go to bed early and be quiet late at night so other people can sleep. And while we're at it, don't take from other people, don't hurt other people, don't mess or don't rape their kids. I mean, you know, if you want their camper, go buy your own. Don't take theirs. Imagine that. Very simple concept. And that, that that's all the, the ten Debarim, the, the ten words, the ten ideas were. This is who we are as a people. We love God and we love people. And we take care of each other and we enjoy that time together. It's not so difficult. As the text goes on, there are rules and regulations that all explain that. How to do that. Sometimes people say, man, that's just a bunch of rules and regulations. But really it's not. They boil down to loving God, loving people, and making sure people can celebrate.